Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Um, this is new, isn't it? Ooh, we've got new stuff. Wow, we always have new stuff. We do new stuff so often. These people are spoiled. We do. Yes, yes, yes. But this is an experiment. <laughs> a brand new show within a show that is on the Musicals with Cheese um, uh, Patreon or podcast stream. Yeah. So this is a brand new show called Make Me a Musical, where me and Andrew literally take anything and try to make it into a musical. Now, in theory, it could be like a movie or an event, but really it could be literally anything. Movies and books are probably the obvious ones, but I think we've got some wacky ones planned, too. Oh, we have some insane ones planned. Like this, this doesn't just have to be media that already exists. Uh, this could be clean slate idea setting. Um, but this is an idea that is just like stretching our creative bones to see how we would adapt something into a musical using the musical theater structure and the stuff that we promote on our regular podcast every day. And Andrew, what are we what are we trying to turn into a musical for this very first episode of Make Me a Musical? Well, we didn't originally have a plan, but then. I- I, I watched Inception <laughs> like five days ago, three days ago. It wasn't that long ago, and I messaged Jess about it, and all of a sudden, uh, now we're doing this. So, Inception. Inception, the musical! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's just sum up what the plot of Inception is. Um, it's oh, yeah, let's just really guy... quickly sum this up. Like, it's real simple. I mean, it kind of is. Literally, it's this guy named Cobb who goes into dreams to steal ideas, um, and he has a lot of baggage because his wife, died and he might have been the cause of it spoilers oh yeah spoilers for inception maybe we should say that we're just yeah. gonna spoil the hell actually out of why that. don't you just uh add that to the beginning of the episode spoilers of course, for of course. the thing <laughs> yes um so it's about this guy Cobb who goes into dreams with like his gang of like buddies um but he has a lot of baggage with his wife and he's trying to get home to his kids because he was framed for the murder of his wife all right yeah it's it's actually a fairly simple story it's of a man with a basic need. It's something 
where the story itself is very simple, but there's all these nitpicky nerds that exist that want to make it seem like it's way more complex than it is because they like to point out plot holes. Well, there's both sides of it. There's the other nerds that want to try to claim it's more complicated than it is because they want to feel smarter than you. Yeah, yeah. For understanding. And, and really, like, yeah. both of them are wrong. <laughs> yes. This is like the most simple action plot like ever it's like people that say that terminator is confusing it is it's, it's just a very interesting idea with a very simple story around it it's like the definition of the uh, the term high concept where it's like this big idea but everything else about it is simple i don't know i mean i get it but that's like the best musical is a complex like surroundings with a very simple idea that is the emoji musical for example emoji land musical you should say yeah exactly or even like my fair lady which is a complex like idea about linguistics but it's really about a man and woman slowly learning to like each other more so this is a new thing. Where do we start? Do we start with who is the main character? Do we start with... Well, the main character of this one is obviously Cobb. It's played by uh, yeah, Leonardo very, DiCaprio. Very obviously. This one is very simple. But Yes, it's super simple. So he would he has the very direct want, but we got to start with what is our opening number? Well, I feel like you have to do something to introduce the idea of the dreams. Uh, so I think the opening number should be less to do with any of the emotional elements or characters and more to do with... Uh, like the job literally they can this is an opportunity to like say these are the rules of our world we are in a dream right now and this is our goals it's kind of how it's kind of how the movie opens already yeah but they kind of wait until the middle um to explain everything because you have that affordability in a, a movie wherein in a musical within the first 15 minutes you have to set up your rules and follow it throughout in the first 15 minutes you have to set up both the world and the way it works. So I imagine we start with just like Cobb talking directly to the audience and the world kind of developing around him. Be kind of like, oh, what a circus, as the opening number unfolds around him. Which what, if, be like, what if we took the Arthur character, which is his point man? Uh, yes. What if he's more of like a narrator type a little bit for some of the more direct story exposition elements instead or, of Cobb. I mean, you could always make Michael Caine that and just get some older veteran Broadway actor out there to like speak exposition like the narrator and in Into the Woods. You could. I think this is the type of story where you want that exposition dump. Um, yes. Because, I mean... Actually, nope, nope, nope. I'm disagreeing. I feel like Arthur doesn't have enough to do with the plot. Um, and our closest point of view character is Ariadne, played by Ellen Page, El- Elliot Page in the movie. Yes. No, I yeah, that's... Uh, she would be a good character to do that. Um, yeah, so we start with her, and she's like, here's the world, and here's Cobb, and he, like, set up the world, and then after that opening number, like, just showing them tr- trying to do the Inception job and failing, like, throughout it, and you set up, like, musical them- themes of dreams. You set up um, his wife theme because she shows up in the dream. Yeah, and um, you can just a lot do of the, the, the job that they initially do. Uh, I forget what the name of the company they were hired by was. Um, but oh, what was it? It was something yeah. engineering. But the the one for yeah, Saito, Cobol engineering or something like that. Yeah, it was Cobol engineering. That's what it was. Um, you could do that as the the opening number and have that has the dream within a dream elements. It has the mm-hmm. the it explains everything, and then you have the very useful tool of Ariadne explaining exactly what's happening and how it's. And happening. it would actually be very concise because you're introducing probably 
four of the most important characters right away, or five of the most important yeah, characters the, right away, pardon the me. The five most important characters right away. Um, thankfully, we're <laughs> benefited by the very good directing and storytelling of Chris Nolan from the movie that also kind of worked. Although we would um, also be adding so, uh, Ariadne in there as a narrator who, in the yes. movie, she doesn't show up till later. Yes, but I think setting her up earlier is a good move for musical storytelling. So that opening number, think of a title right away. What's the title? Oh, my goodness. Um, honestly, I don't know. Uh, you could... Honestly, we could just call it opening, like, opening. Because <laughs> there's probably a lot of things, and it's just setting up themes as opposed to being a proper song. Yeah, you could call it something Kind like, of like the like... Into the Woods opening where there's just a lot of doing, or even prologue, because that is all it is. Yeah, like there's just there's gonna be a lot happening, and it's gonna be a mix of exposition and like an action set piece. So, yeah, it's so official title prologue. That's it. Um, then we're out the dream. We start the story proper, and Leo DiCaprio um, Cobb is on his own, and he wants to see his kids again. That is his main driving goal. He is excised from the country for the false murder of his wife and he wants to get back to america to see his children again do you think we should cut to the chase and just have um saito immediately offer him the job that could get him back and then he's like i don't know like how how do you want to no 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 no. because you you the same thing we need to know what he wants and then get the offer so we understand how important that offer is to him that's true. So it has to be something, so, there needs to be something after the prologue between Arthur and himself, and then that leads into this I Want His number. I Want song. Yeah. Which is called, it has to be something about, like, I dream of something, or is that too on the nose? It might be too on the nose. Uh, maybe. What if it's maybe, like, in all my dreams I drowned, <laughs> or something like that? Uh, what if something it's, like what if it's re- something I don't want the word memory I want oriented? Because the kids in the in the movie are not dreams, they're memories. Oh, why don't we just be like, I don't know their faces. Like, that could be like a good oh. name, like, and a good pun. That, that that's his I want song. I don't, I don't know their faces. And it's all about, like, how he's, like, been gone so long that he can't even remember his kids' faces. And that's all he wants without saying, I want to see my children again. Well, yeah, you don't want to be too direct. I mean, it's it's not about that. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's actually quite good. All right, so we got our opening number, the prologue, and what that does, the I Want song. Um, I can't remember their faces. Um, and then we're off to the races. We get the ins- like the offer of like do Inception on this. Do you want guy. to do like an uh, the offer? Jo- uh, offer is like a song number, like a duet. No, because no, that no no no, no, no wait no hear me out hear me be. out. All right, all right, all right. It comes, that can come back as a reprise near the end because that's another, that's where the, in the movie, the first time the line, uh, leap of faith, old man filled with regret, da, 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 that come, that's the first time that's spoken is when he offers the job. I think it should be just like a short, short song, like moment of Saito saying leap of faith and that's literally his song title and that's his recurring theme like it has to be a real quick thing because like literally it has to be like this real quick thing like take the leap of faith and he's like all right what's the job lights up and we introduce um our main goal um killian murphy's character yes oh yeah he needs his own number oh my goodness his plot is fantastic and in the movie it's so downplayed too but it's great (laughs) i feel like we need to upplay him he is literally the the spine of the story in a way yeah well i mean He's he's almost like parallel to Cobb's character in a way, uh, like their stories go with each other. I don't know. I I think 
he definitely needs to. What have if he more. just has a small reprise of Cobb's number where he's like, he doesn't know my face, like oh. something like that. It's like the opposite. It's... it's like the father who doesn't know his exactly. kid. Exactly. But it's the kid's oh, perspective this is coming together. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. I like that. So his song is like a variation on Cobb's "I Want" number, but it's his "I Want" number where his dad doesn't see his face, and yeah, that works. All right. We introduced him. What is Killian Murphy's character name again? Uh, Fisher. I don't know his first name. Fisher's fine. Um. All right. And then after that point, like we introduce him. It's just fun. The Do songs we at this point where it's like cut out the gang together. A lot of the other gang members because we already have a good amount of cast here and. I mean, in the movie, they're all important, but we could trim it probably down. I feel like the only one we need to introduce at this point, because we can cut out the gentleman that drives the car like that. The uh, the chemist. Name, but, yeah, we don't need him. The only one we need to introduce is Tom Hardy's character, um, Eames. Ives. Eames. Eames, yes. Um, he needs to be the fun, jolly, drunken kind of number. And we introduce him a little bit more bombastically than the movie. He has his own drunken number, which is our charm song. It's going to be this fun moment to, like, levity, because it's been pretty serious here. So we need to introduce this more comedic, boisterous character. And instead of just finding him in a bar, he's, like, leading the bar in a chant, trying to distract them so Cobb can escape. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. I feel like you can and what is, you can like mention the chemist in passing, but I don't think he needs any songs or anything. Uh, maybe just like a, a extra or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and Ariadne doesn't like. We've kind of been with her this entire time, um, so we don't really need to give her her opening song. She doesn't need an introduction song. Um, I don't think she even needs to be. I don't even think she's a character that sings. So you to could say. give a song like just called like the architect or something, just describing like what they do. Uh, I feel like she gets sung at more than she's talk or sings herself. Yeah, maybe even have a song number about uh by Cobb about what her job is, but have it more be about how he can't do that job anymore because of his own distress or whatever. Right. Like that's a like she is not the one that gets the big numbers in this. As sad as that is. <laughs> well, in the movie, even she's not really. She's more of the fish out she, of water character because she, she doesn't know what's she going on. She reacts to things rather than have a goal. Um. So basically, we're off to the races. We've introduced all of our characters. We've introduced our problem. Um. And the question is, like, we're building up to all this, and here's the question: What do we? How should we end Act One? Is the question because I feel like this is both going to be longer, but also more condensed version of Inception. Okay. Um, follow me here. We also have to change this to a two-act structure. So it's all building up to the plane flight where we've like done all this like planning and getting the team together. It's been fun, but here's where sh- shit gets real. And Act 1 ends with them all getting in the plane and going into Inception, and Act 2 is in the dream world. You could do that. I'm worried that you're now you're crushing too much of the narrative down into Act 2 because Act 1 in the movie... Also kind of ends when they go in. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Let's be clear. There's not much narrative in Act 2 or in the post-dream thing. You learn... What do you learn in each thing? They're very, very quick plot pieces. There's a lot of nice action sequences, which can be cool. But plot-wise, there ain't much after you're in the dream. I suppose. Um, Well, if that's the case, then I think we need to have the one number as well uh, with Cobb's, like... There's the one dream before they go onto the plane where 
Ariadne and Cobb are in Cobb's dream where it's all his memories and we see the yes. the basement or whatever where we find out somewhat what is going on with his wife but we don't fully find out. I think I feel like that is an important element in act 1. Like that definitely needs to be a scene and I d- I think it's going to not be in a traditional like number type. It's going to be in like an argument confrontation song where it's like real intense, real like brought up to intensity. Well, we haven't talked much, but I think Mal needs to be a character that has her own theme and oh, a hundred percent is is a character unto herself. Her song would literally be called "You're Waiting for a Train" or something. Yeah, something similar to when the train arrives, something like that, something like taunting, teasing that means the thing that it means there, which is you're about to get hit by a train and you ruin my life. Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, we could close, you could close it all with them getting onto the airplane and have it be kind of a four-man, like a like a one-day-more kind of thing. Uh, exactly. Well, because f- it's also like Fisher, he's getting on this plane to decide his fate for the company, and Ariadne's like, I d- I'm worried about, like, Cobb's, like, mental state. <laughs> and everyone has, like, their own, like, thing, and you're like, oh, boy, I wonder how this is going to be in Act 2. I wonder what the dream world's going to look like. Then we get there, and I feel like this is the time where the the aspect of being on stage in theater is really a helpful tool because you can do wacky dream stuff in a way that you don't have to keep it grounded. You could just have people flying all over the place or just things happen and stage trickery. I think wires would be a very big aspect of this. Um, we could be the next. Yes. It would be the next Spider-Man musical. Um, more people would be interested in performing Peter this. Pan like. <laughs> Like, it's, wires are fine. Um, but I don't think they should hold as true to, like, the specific pl- placement no. of the dreams. I feel like no, because, I it's mean, not going to be as interesting on stage. You have to kind the, of find a more abstract way to show things. The hotel is the one that I think could work the, the best. But, I mean, like, the ski, uh, like, military base and the rainy city are too big to put on stage. I think um, I think you'd want to find a way to have all three locations be somewhat enclosed, smaller locations that you could make work on stage better. Okay. Um, what do you open Act 2 with? Because it has to be a song that really doesn't have much to do with the plot. Uh, it should be the reveal that he has a militarized uh, subconscious, like he's already been trained, uh, Fisher. I mean, it could be like them successfully completing the job and like everything's going too well and then it ends abruptly when you have like the failure and the training in the dream. Something like that, because that's, it's a plot element, but it's not that important. Uh, well, it ends with the plot element, which is the reason why I think... Like having it being successful in whatever way, and then ending with like, "Oh no, we're we're not quite out of the woods yet." I'll let let Eames open it then, and he's like doing yeah. he's doing something, and uh, and then goofier, and like, then he's a little goofier than the movie, and then he starts getting attacked like out of nowhere, and he's like, "Oh no." <laughs> Like, we set up all the dream rules. Like, you can pull anything out of anywhere and do a lot of, like, magician tricks to do that. Well, he, he's and the disguise guy fun. as well. You could do something fun where he's, like, changing costumes or something, too. Uh, right, or even changing actors to try to make it look like it's the same guy. Um, things like that. And then it just kind of goes to goes to hell real quick. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, basically, we just jump down levels. And I think the great idea would be to kind of 
still have those levels in place, like going in super slow motion as they go down all on stage at once would be a really cool theatrical trick and be a gimmick enough to keep people in there. And especially since we've condensed Act 2 so much, it wouldn't be unfeasible to do. Yeah. Um, Really, I think the whole... Since a lot of it is action set pieces, a lot of it can be trimmed pretty heavily. Um, And I think a lot of what we need to move towards and focus on is things like Mal messing things up, uh, like with on level one with the train coming through, we could have something. Mm-hmm. It's not not that, but something similar to that happen. Mal could just be the one that shoots like uh, Saito, like literally that quick, that easy. Yeah, yeah, something something just like that. Um, and uh, what else was there that's really important that you have to get to? Uh, I think there needs to be more teasing of the um, the idea they're trying to plant um, into Fisher. Like the you need to break up your company and use the father son element of that to really uh, tug the heartstrings, kind of thing. You know. Right, right. I think Fisher needs his like own proper song in this. Um, outside of that, like teasing of a song, um, that we could just call like "Not My Father's Son" or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's already a song in a in a, a different show. But that's I... in Kinky Boots. Yeah. <laughs> but sure, sure, we can we can just steal from Kinky Boots. I mean, I'm sure they won't mind. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> we'll ask. We'll ask. What's her name? Um, shoot, what is her name? Um, the girls just want to have fun. Cindy Lauper. Yeah, Cindy Lauper. Um, permission. Well, Cindy Lauper can write this show too. We're fine with it. <laughs> oh my God, Cindy Lauper writing Inception the musical. I would be so down for that. Um. I mean, all right. So this is all building up to the 11 o'clock number. Um, And in your opinion, what is the climax of the movie? The movie. Okay. The climax is there's kind of two climaxes that happen back to back. And that's the confrontation with Mal and then followed immediately by Fisher opening the vault. I feel like those are like a good moment where we can pay off both. <laughs> I, both I think you could even have them cops. both sing the same song and that it's happening up on with. stage at the same time. My God, we're geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both sing. Um, um, I can't remember their face. And except he's singing about Maul and then he, his father is singing about like, just the faces of the men he's seen um and they both come to their catharsis and resolve both their arcs at the same time and then after that point it's just wrapping up and getting to the yeah final you, number. then you d- just uh you have uh the duet with saito the the that song comes back to get him out yes um, and um then... what is it a leap of faith like one more time they bring the leap of faith faith thing back which is just kind of like, all right, we're wrapping up. And like, I think to double down on the movie, the kids aren't even characters in this. Um, like they don't, there's no kid actors or anything. You never see them. No, the, it ends. You with, hear their voices like on the phone call and all that, or like giggling, yeah. like that. Kind it of ends him with him like leaving the airport, and we don't really know what happens. <laughs> and we still need to kind of find a way to do the totem ending. Um. Maybe even just hearing the totem spinning and not knowing. I think that's really all you'd have to do, yeah. Like, we have to set that up as, like, a sound cue every single time that is really, really prevalent and effective. Yeah, and we also just, we need to get, what like, what are the horns that they use? We have to have one of those horns in the orchestra to just make that low all the time. No, 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 no. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> that's more of a But we're going to... More of a joke. We're going to use that... Do you know how that worked, though, in the movie, though? Um, 
Yeah, I can't say I paid that much attention to the score. Of everything in Inception, the score is kind of the least interesting part to me, but... I disagree. I disagree. Okay. So, you know that song that they sing for the kick, like, oh my... The French song. Yes. If you slow it down, as they imply by going deeper into that, you get the Inception score, the brom. So that was how they came up with the score. The deeper down, oh. the lower it gets, the louder it gets. What is that song? So it's I think... like... Uh, da, da, da. Or something like that. They never play yeah, the whole the thing. French, um, but that was what Hans Zimmer was going for with that score. It wasn't just like, this sounds cool. It was influenced by the story and all that. So I'm thinking you take like the songs that were sung on a specific level. You give each dream level its own sound. And as you go down, it gets like slower down and more deep and all that. But it's still just a variation of the last dream level. Hmm. So it's using the same language as the film to the same effect, but with different music. Okay, I'm, I'm into that. I think we have a good structure here. Okay. Um... um who do you get to compose this musical? I think is the next thing. Who would be your composer? I think we already said Cindy Lauper. I don't think Cindy Lauper would actually be great for this. Um, honestly, I don't. You you want to hear my dumb pitch that I think could actually pull it off? I'm wondering what type of style I'd want it to be. With it being like an I action he... movie, probably more of a rock style, I guess. I think you're actually going to kind of see where I'm coming from with this one, but I'm standing by it. Okay. Um, because they give off the same impression of of very high confidence and ability to handle complexity and show-offiness, and it's Jason Robert Brown. I think he could pull this off. Do you think he'd be too proud to do something like this, though? No, no, no. He did um, a Honeymoon in Vegas and A League of Their Own, um, and he did the first pass of the King Kong musical. He is oh. not too proud. Oh, that's great, then. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard that much by him. I know last five years and... Uh... Parade. parade i think parade that style could kind of work in this i think like a little bit more modernized version of parade would he would knock this out of the park yeah um it's definitely so Jason it's Robert gotta Brown's be a more of a dramatic musical yeah it's definitely gotta be more dramatic so i think i i think i could agree with that um you don't want to be too dramatic though but i'm sure he could pull that off I mean, he's a talented guy, uh, and he's not afraid to do movie adaptations. And I, I think this is a big enough buy. Like Andrew Lloyd Webber is the like dumb obvious choice, and he I don't think he'd do a great do a job. Very... I think he would no. have he would write like a really really solid ballad type power ballad for for Cobb, and that would be like a song everyone would like. But I think the whole show wouldn't be that great. <laughs> if you want. The alternative opinion that would also be good, but not the a good representation of what the film was, uh, it would be Tim Minchin, who would come in and bring a lot of comedic stylings and a bit of rock sensibility to it, but it would be clever as opposed to story. Yeah, which could work, because, I mean, realistically, the story in this isn't that complex, uh, especially no. when you aren't able to do the like really over the top action sequences that they did in the movie. But I do think Tim Mention is more focused on songs rather than a musical idea whereas Jason Robert Brown would definitely get off on the idea that the songs get slower every time. He likes a challenge in that way whereas Oh yeah, Tim and I mean somebody who could lyrical. play someone who could play with tempo and things like that would have a blast with this sort of concept and could probably pull off some really cool stuff that we didn't even think of here. Exactly. Um, so that is Jason Robert Brown's Inception the Musical as pitched by us. 
Um, what do you think we should do next on our next episode of Make Me a Musical? We don't know how often we'll post this, but we do kind of want to do this pretty consistently as a sister series to Musicals with Cheese. That'll post the Monday before we post our regular episodes on Thursday. I'm so sure if you we got more ideas, send it our way. Suggestions. Um, I am down for strange suggestions. No, don't. Can I spoil to? Yeah, to them what we're doing next week. Why don't you? Because I, what I don't want to happen is I don't want us to only get requ- requests for movies. Um, yes, next week's episode of Make Me a Musical is a musical on the keto diet. The keto diet, the musical. Um, I'm actually, so I'm actually glad we're a... not going to be recording that back to back because I want to do a little bit of research before that one. <laughs> So <laughs> that that's what you have to look forward to next week. Tell us what you think of this little sister show that we're do, we're trying out. Um, if you've got anything you'd like to send us, shoot us an email or send us a message on Twitter. We love you guys to death. Andrew, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this on up? Um, I love all of you. Thank you for watching all right. or listening. Yes, listening. They can't see <laughs> they us They can't right see now. us. So- <laughs> Or Jess, can Jess, can't, Jess can't even see me. I'm a, I'm a picture of Alf right now. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.